Welcome to the Turf Report with Sam and Jess. Hey! If you don't get booked for a show, Sam, um, do you email the um, the booker and 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 harass them uh, and and ask them why the hell you weren't booked and for them to explain themselves? And then do you say? Uh, and then do you? And then do you? Do you say I don't feel I don't feel welcome because you won't book me? Uh, am, am I not allowed around you? Your your booking because you know uh, because I want to be booked um, and I should be booked because I want to be booked and you're a booker so book me. <laughs> you are not doing your job as a booker right now. You have one job and that's it. And you're not doing it. I am supposed to be booked. Now book me. Now as a woman, wouldn't you want to book me? Damn. So Before the podcast, Jess was like, I'm saying it. Like I'm going to talk about it. Someone's got, got your goat. Jeez Louise. Is that, I mean. Well, so that was like a question. I was waiting for the question to stop and then I was going to answer. And the answer that I would say yes, is. Yes, tell me. Is, would you? Would you now? Is no, I've never done that because um, if somebody doesn't book me, then that means I should probably just look someplace else. And it makes me sad, and I want to say stuff like that, but I don't. Um, do you? Do you then? Uh, well, you just don't. That's interesting. Okay, because uh, some 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 approach um, would be to if uh, if one outlet doesn't work, then then try another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, maybe let's try uh, Facebook, and um, when that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, now they've, they're, now they're resorting to, um, regular email. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it will, I mean, it's going to be a really long smoke signal. Have they hit you up on TikTok yet? No, not yet. <laughs> we'll get there. Messages we'll get there. on TikTok? Um, I'm not kidding. It was a fucking novel. And like, I, I, <laughs> of all of the things that I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Like, and like, I know. I'm not doing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a booker. Like, I mean, I am cause it's what I, fu- I fucking do it. Yeah. Like, and I'm actually doing a really good job at it. I believe so. Um, but like the entitlement, the entitlement of mm-hmm. like certain comics is like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like just be funny. Have you tried being funny? Mm-hmm. I, that will get you booked that. And not being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be an asshole. Like, I've had, I have people who email me every single week. Yeah. And they're pleasant as can be. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Jess, oh, hey, just wanted to send you my avails. Hey, Jess, know you're busy. Just wanted to send my stuff your way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. And I know, and I'll, and I'll fucking get there because I am busy. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, so it's, it's just absolutely, like, I feel like I'm being threatened. Like mm-hmm. I'm being asked to explain myself when I'm like, I don't, I don't like, I'm, I'm being told what industry standards are. <laughs> like it's yeah. industry standard. I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't sign anything. I, yeah, you got, um, yeah. I, I think, are you, are you, <laughs> uh, uh, what we're talking about it and you don't have anything to say. 
<gasps> Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, I was about <gasps> to talk. Oh, God, my armpits are sweating. Yeah. Oh, Jess is fired up. No, I was about I'm to so talk. Mad. Okay. You know, um, stand-up comedy attracts a certain type of individual that already probably doesn't have the best boundaries or communication styles. It attracts a lot of people with untreated mental illness, untreated addiction, stuff like that. I, and, yeah. And um, the idea that somebody um, has their finger on the button and they're not going to press it for them is very upsetting. Right, of course. However. We all feel that. However, this is where it, this turns into your favor is that um, it's not acceptable to treat people disrespectfully just because they don't believe in you as much as you believe in you. Mm. It's good to believe in yourself. Right. But if if the gulf between what you think about your comedy and what other people think about your comedy causes you to take actions that are um, – that, that make other people uncomfortable, like you're fucking up. So whoever's doing this is fucking up. Right. Um, if people don't want to book you, they don't have to book you. Right. Nobody owes you shit. No, exactly. Like, nobody owes you shit. Um, if I, I am a person who, through my own actions, as well as actions that had nothing to do with me, um, really struggle getting booked at a lot of clubs, especially in the area I live in. Right. You know, like mm -hmm. that's the name of the game for me. And do you email those um, clubs and then tell them what a terrible job they're doing? No, I just, yeah. I just try to like, I just. You but, know what I do? You know what I do? Mm -hmm. I just keep sending emails mm -hmm. and I am never mean. Mm -hmm. Like I just say, here's my avails. What do and you do? They, What's your cycle usually? Do you go like three months? Um, I, I do it monthly. Oh, really? Nice. That's yeah. what's up. Like, right. I, I got into the habit of just doing it monthly and just sending it. And nobody fucking emails me back. Yeah. As your career progresses, I always think, like, I, I think, see, I don't have a system mm -hmm. of people. I just kind of be like, oh, it's been a while since I've emailed. Like the Comedy Fort in Denver. I've yeah. wanted to work there for a long time. I think I probably send an email every three to six months. I'll yeah. send an email and be like, hey. This is where I'm at. This is what I want to do because right. I want that. I want to work at the Comedy Fort and have it be like an anchored date. And I have friends of mine that work at the Comedy Fort, friends that I feel like I'm on the same level as they are, and I don't hear anything back. But the thing is that there's all these bookers that you're emailing being like, hey, I deserve a spot. I need a spot. There are so many people that also are in the same boat. Well, it's not just that, but it's like I'm also um – there are, yeah, there are, um, there's so many people that are in the same boat and also like I'm, t I'm making, I'm creating a show, but I think that there are, um, there's a certain, every, everyone is a certain type of comic. I'm creating a show mm -hmm. and a show, there is a, like, you can't put like this kind of comic with this one. Like you can't put like a super raunchy comic with somebody who doesn't say bad words or vice versa. If you have mm -hmm. somebody open who's super dirty for somebody who's super religious, that people in the audience are going to be like, wow, that's really weird. Mm -hmm. Or if you have all, all of the same kind of comics. <laughs> I want to like, know who this re super religious comedian is. Like, there are a few. There are a few. Yeah. I've, I've met religious comedians. They're yeah. One of my I, favorite people, Sam Ellison. I was going to say Andrew. I used to work with him a lot. He's fantastic. Andrew Frank. Andrew Frank is the like, opposite of religious. Well, he doesn't he do all, like all of his material is about religion. It is all about religion, but he's not religious. 
Right, but I'm saying like, okay, so if I put him, him with somebody who with, is like, who yeah. is, who's pro-religion, yeah. Yeah. then it's a very. But also Andrew's very, very respectful. And if you put him on a show with somebody, right, but, but I know that's what you not, mean. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, talking I'm about talking about tailoring a show yeah. and making it good. Yeah. So if I have 17 fucking white guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I can't pick all 17. That's a lot of people on a like, show. <laughs> no, I'm saying to pick from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And so I can't pick, like I have to pick the one that makes the most sense for the show. Mm-hmm. And it isn't always going to be you. Yeah. Like, Or it sorry. might never be you. It, exactly. Like, yeah. And And I think whoever's sending these emails, it seems like they've cemented their case for it never being them. Well, there's also, they've made posts about me on Facebook. Wow. Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, no, it's not, it's not going to be you. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Which is kind of nice for them, I would imagine, because now at least you don't have to worry about you, the unknown, you know, like that's the thing. Okay. So with stand up comedy, right? You know, when you send those emails and you don't get responses, right? Yeah. Like that's the hardest part. Like I thought. When I got good at stand-up and I started sending these emails, the hardest part would be rejection. People saying, no, you're not a good fit. Right. I've I've barely ever, maybe out of 20 emails that I send, I get one and back that's like, no, nah, you're not. This yeah. isn't going to work. Right. Yeah, because um, then you just I don't get, email, yeah, yeah, if I send, email you back. If I get send 20 emails, I get one back that's like, hey, yeah, let's work something out. Yeah. I get one back that's like, no, and then I get 18, nothing. Right, nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't, yeah, but you just, you just keep sending them. Mm-hmm. Like I keep the same format every time. Like yeah. I keep the same verbiage. Nothing changes. Like I'm like, Hey, here are my avails. I hope you're having a great day. Um, and then I send my bio, I send my fucking mm-hmm. video and I send like my link, all that shit. And, and that's it. I don't send sass. I don't send comments. I don't give commentary about what the hell they're fucking doing if on their just, job. Yeah. It's crazy that, um, Folks can't just leave it alone. Because another thing that works really well, I've found, is like if you're not in a spot, like just keep working hard, kill every show you're on, like build a reputation as being very funny and very respectful. Um, you know, eventually you'll run into another comic that knows that person, that knows that person, and knows that person. Most every place that I perform now, it's because I'm on a show with somebody and I did very well on that show and I was also very respectful. Right. There's and definitely something the to move. there's something to being I've I've been saying it for I call it polite pestering. Mm-hmm. Like you be yeah, be up their ass. Like, yeah. let them know that you're you want to be booked. That's fine, but don't cross the line. I am. You motivate me sometimes because I know how hard you work yeah. at that part of it. Because that's something that I don't. I'd rather. I'd rather just do another gig with somebody that I already work for. You know, yeah. Then then try to build like. Well, and I mean, you have that luxury though. I you, do. You don't have do. to. You I aren't. Do. You know. I'm. Yeah. I'm. You know. I'm still creating those connections and, um, you know, it's strange. It must be strange for you to be on both sides. Do you think that that kind of creates, cause you're booking and you're trying to be booked. Mm -hmm. Do you think that creates like, what's the word? Do you think you have unrealistic, um, unrealistic, like expectations of comics? Because of how well you communicate? 
No. No, not at all. Okay. No. I don't think so. Um, no, I think I asked for like the very basic yeah. like um, of stuff and, you know, being being funny is, you know, the second most important thing. Obviously, the first one is uh, thinking that I'm funny. And <laughs> like, but yeah. and no, just Trey, you didn't laugh at that. Trey, I think Trey, Trey, are you you're having are you are you do you have your headphones on? Do you have your headphones on something else? No. Right He's listening now. to a different like, podcast. Are you watching? No, I'm I'm listening. Okay. It's great. It's wild, huh? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't think that I have unrealistic expectations. I think that I no, I don't think that at all. I um I'm not saying I was asking. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just um I, but with with that, you know, being said. But, you know, everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. Please send your avails. Please, but just also show me some fucking grace, man. Like, show me yeah. some grace. Like, I am working my ass off. And, like, I will find a spot for you when it works. Yeah. Like, I promise. There's too like, many There's too many comics. Right. <laughs> there's like, way yeah, too many comics. Like, there are so many comics. And, like, yeah. and so, and, and I, I, I am not trying to be a dick, but like I am going to continue to ignore the people who are fucking rude to me. And I have that luxury. I don't give a shit what the industry standard is. I, I don't care. Like yeah. I didn't sign anything when I decided to become a comic, when I yeah. decided to open a bar. I didn't agree to yeah. like do anything by the book. So I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's comedians that have different skills in different areas. Mm -hmm. There's comedians that are very funny that have absolutely no business sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. There's comedians that are high climbers at making connections and like having that business mm -hmm. sense, but they suck on stage and then everything in between. Right. So if, sometimes you'll get somebody who has both and it's like, damn, and they're they're usually just right to the top. You know what I mean? That's what I see. Actually, you know what's funny is Zanae. Zanae right? is right, yeah. Zanae She's is funny and also... Insanely hardworking. Yeah, and gets people out to shows. Holy guacamole. And then there's a lot of people, you know, um, I'll bring his name up, but my friend Henry Williams, who was extremely funny, but like hated the comedy business stuff. Like and promotion and stuff, but on stage, like he murdered. It was yeah. great, you know. And it's, it sucks because I would trade like, like 10 of these like hustlers over for just one to have Henry do comedy with me, right? Would be the best, but he, you know, it's not, it's not for him because I feel like for guys like me, like I'm funnier on stage, definitely I'm up there. Mm. But as far as like the business sense, like it's torture sometimes. Yeah. Like it's torture sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole not hearing back. Yeah. From and it I almost I prefer I not hearing I prefer not hearing back. I want people to like you. Yeah. And when people don't book me, I want them to regret it. Yeah. And there's different ways that I can do that. Mm. You know? I want them to regret it but not be angry at me i don't want them to re try to make them regret not booking me booking me by being an asshole in the next email right you know like <laughs> big booking yeah because that shit is not um see w yeah i think uh, my mindset is uh 
if I don't get booked, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a rough way to go about it. Though, but that's, it? that's, well, it's not intentional. It's just that yeah. that's the way that my inner monologue goes. So yeah, it's yeah. like whenever, like, it's like when I, you know. You get booked on stuff though. Yeah, once in a while. Yeah. yeah. You're doing a bunch of stuff with me. I mean, you booked me on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It counts. No, I did. I had, I had, I was, I was doing a show every day this week. Yeah. See? Yeah. I know. Fun. I wasn't saying, no, I was saying that when I don't get booked, it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. Just like when I bomb, I'm like, oh, wow. that makes me. You're making me, it's so funny. Like, you, this, nothing makes me more like, ugh, than talking about like booking comedy shows and not booking comedy shows. Cause it's like, that is so hard for me mm-hmm. to do, to like be rejected. And that is essentially like what it is a lot of the time. And then the other thing that's hard too is when somebody shows some interest and you don't know how interested they are and like they seem like they're dragging their feet yeah, and sending like those follow-up messages. Hey, man, just checking in on mm-hmm. this, seeing how it's going. Like, oh. But like I, I literally, but like the, to me that doesn't, it's totally fine. Like <laughs> Thai boys, I just... I sent him a link to um, to the song. Like, oh, I can't remember. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> That's awesome. I bet that worked for Ty. Yeah, so and, like, like and it was just like, hey. And it was just like, don't. Like, don't forget, or every once in a while I'll go in and I'll heart like a, like a, if like somebody left me, you know, or they said something, cause it happens. Like, I've done it. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the other, like, that's one of the reasons this particular person is so angry. Like, you said, like, well, I could tell you all kinds yeah. of shit. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but like, it's, I forget what I was talking about. But we're going to do, by the way, I get to announce this now. That it's probably going to be me, Jess, and Lynette Manning that we should get in here. We're going to do a spring tour. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do like a seven-day deal or maybe even a nine-day deal and go all over the place. I don't know. I have to talk more with Lynette (laughs) about it, but I think it'll definitely be me Did you call her? I thought you were going to do new call. You know what? I did call her, but we talked about some other stuff because I wanted to see if she could do a show with me. Um, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel for you. I don't know. I don't know. I I wish I I could tell you that, you know, I'll tell you this, you, I don't think it's going to get better. Like, but I think that you'll get better at dealing with it. And I think you already have. I think you already have. Yeah. I just ignore it. And I just like, I'm like, obviously, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, living rent free, but yeah. Um, the, like, I'm just wondering like how far it's going to escalate. Yeah. Also, if you're a comedian and you're listening to this and I know a lot of our, um, listeners are comedians, stop. Don't be an asshole. Stop. It's so simple not to be an asshole. Yeah. Just don't like, we're, we're all human beings. We're trying to exist on this planet. I have four Um, jobs. Yeah. Like literally I, I live in three different cities. I'm trying so hard. Please show me just like, well. I, I live in DuPont. Mm-hmm. I live in Seattle. Yeah. And I work in UP. Oh, you live. Because I mean, mean, I thought that meant. I don't live know. in any of those. But I don't feel like I live in. No, I live in DuPont. Yeah, you live only. in DuPont. DuPont. Thank you. DuPont. That's where I park my boat. Yeah, I thought maybe that you were like a spy and you accidentally blew your cover. No. <laughs> You're like, I live no. here. I live in Hamburg. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> See, I got Trey to laugh. Trey. Trey laughs at me. Good morning. Not yeah, you. So, uh-huh. yeah, that was that was painful. Was like, that was actually funny. Like, why didn't you laugh at that? I laughed. Um, so anyway, um, let's <clears throat> let's talk about what's really important. Uh, it's summertime, and mm. during summertime, my favorite thing happens. The trampoline naps. Uh, oh, oh, I do love some leaning. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do love whenever it gets really warm outside, I go outside and I take a nap on, on the trampoline. Um, <laughs> it's really fantastic. I always wonder what my neighbors think, but like, it's really wonderful. <laughs> they probably think you're on drugs. That's I usually am. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but during the summer is the um, most important thing is uh, Big Brother. Oh, God. I had a feeling this was going to be Big Brother. I didn't know it was a summer thing. Of course, every yeah. summer. That's how you know it's summer. Dude, thing. I heard all I know about Big Brother is a dude got kicked off for he saying did. the N-word on Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's like a white dude, right? Yes, and he just just like... Uh, th- yeah, this guy. Looks- What's the context? How did he? Not not that there's any good context for no, white so- people to be using the N word, but I'm curious what the context he was, was. He was talking to um, Jared, black guy, beautiful black man, um, and <laughs> he he was well. They were yeah, they were all like chatting and they were talking about something, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, I could sleep in the cheese bed, N word. Oh, and like he just said it. It was just like he damn. just like it, it, he lit, and then he said. And I quote, oh, damn. Oh, sorry. It was just like a slip of the tongue. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what? So crazy, man. It was a what? It should not be. Yeah. That should not, that should not be a slip of the tongue. Yeah. I hear that word used by, I heard it a lot when I was locked up. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you did it when I was locked up, if you said that shit and there was like black inmates around yeah. and they heard you, that meant that like there you had to fight. Like it was right. crazy. Like it was going down. Like it was like it was the same as saying like punk or bitch or some some stuff like that, you know. And so it's weird whenever I hear whenever I hear like white people <laughs> say it, and I don't hear it that much anymore. I used to hear it a lot more. I mean, that's good. Yeah, it's like it it gets it like Immediately, I'm like, oh shit, like something's going down. Well, something you should know? go down. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. they, so they got kicked off the show. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it was about Did like, anybody fight him or anything? No. Well, Jared, it was, it was, no, because the thing is with Big Brother is like, it's all about managing people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he can't really, if he reacted one way, you know, if he if he's like, whoa, you know, you can't say that, like, then he's the angry black man. Mm-hmm. Like, so he, you know, he just kind of, he was like, oh, and he was like, you're, you know, he was like, you're out of pocket right now. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Um, but then he, like, went on to, like, talk about, like, how, you know, it makes white people more uncomfortable than it makes him. And, like, it was, it, it felt like he was, you know, not really bothered by it, but, mm-hmm. um you know, just just the way that Luke. I mean, he said it. Just it was just so casual. Did they vote him off, or did like? No, it's it's against the rules. Like in the in. The How game. long did it take him for them to like remove him from the house? Uh, it was like uh, the next morning. It oh, happened. Really? He did it at one a.m. Uh, I know this because I was um, awake watching it. Um, and yeah, it happened at like one, 
And then he he got called to the diary room. It was like 10 the next morning. And he was – then the feeds went down and we didn't see anything for like a day and a half. Really? Um, Because like, yeah. Because like the best thing – because the thing with Big Brother is like you can watch 24 hours a day like inside the house like all day long. And so you – so when a white guy drops the N-word at 1 a.m., there's a million people who are like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you just, there was just, oh, oh my God. Did you guys rewind? Cause yeah. Luke just said the N word. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, it's, um, so like, yeah. So they'll probably you. shoot to the top of the country Western charts here momentarily. Uh, I can't wait for him to release a song. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Hit him with a chair. Man, I might get hate for this, but words like the B word or like yeah. the N word, like, oh, like I feel like they have such a, a double standard to them, for real. Yeah. Because so, like to white people or to anyone, to, like everyone. to like so like let's say like two black people are having and I'm half black. Yeah. So I've you might have caught me saying it, but yeah. two black people are talking and they're calling each other the n word and a white guy walks by and says it and then he gets beat up. Yeah. It's like but you guys were just saying it right. or like a girl's like oh my god I'm a bad bitch. Like, oh, I'm a bitch, or like, right. yeah, yeah, do that, bitch, yeah, bitch, bitch. Yeah. yeah. And then you call a girl a bitch, and it's, and it's a thing, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, or, I don't know, like, I know it's, I, it, I understand. Yeah, it's like, just other the, people just feel like that's the way you feel, and obviously yeah, other yeah, people yeah, feel that, different. That's, so. well, I, I don't go around calling people, you know, I don't go around calling people like bitches and, right. and N-words, but yeah. in my well, head I'm like, always like, hmm, like, I wonder why, it's okay. I wonder why she got so mad that. Right. The guy called her. Well, it's because when, like, it's like, um, you know, it's like my my sister, like, I literally, her nickname is Shitty. I think I've told you. Shitty Bridges. Yeah. And, um, but it's like, I can call her Shitty Bridges and call her Shitty and call her a bitch. Um, But if you come around and you're like, yeah, she is shitty. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say about my sister? Like, why are you saying, no, it's okay. Like, I can say it. Cause like I know her and she is shitty, but we have a history. Yeah. You know, I, (laughs) I grew up around a lot of like redneck stuff and like some people that used horrible language for all types of different people. And I remember the first time I, there wasn't a lot of black kids in my, um, in my grade school. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to junior high, it was like a lot more diverse because we were drawing in from like another side of Spanaway basically. And um, I remember hearing black students in a circle um, talking to each other and hearing that word used differently. And even then I was like, oh, well, um, I always knew that the way the white people in my life were using it was derogatory. And I could immediately tell that the way that they were using, um, that the, the black students I was around were using that word, it had a completely different connotation, you know, um, because generally, um, like through that context, it was it was pretty easy to tell. And it was the same thing when I was locked up. Like when I saw some stuff go down, um, and it was like a white person using that word, it was very clear what that white inmates why they were using that word. And see, I think when white people use it nonchalantly, like maybe they grew up. Um, in an area where like, cause I worked with homeless youth in Tacoma and it was weird because there was some, there was like a circle 
of like young white youth that would use that word. But even at the shelter, we'd have to be like, yo, you can't say that. And he was like, why? And I'm like, because um, somebody else will come in here and hear you say that and it's going down. And like, it was hard to explain like the historical context and like what is a really complicated thing that I don't even feel like I have the right to like explain, you know, but like basically like it's, it's very different based on who's using it and why they're using it. That's what I, that's what I have come to believe and why. But the fact that they, the fact that they are using it is, is the case. You know what I mean? Like, like now, like I hate it when <clears throat> you'll be at a concert or you see a video of like Rolling Loud or something, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, look at all these white people saying the N word, and it's like, I I always think that's so stupid because like, this rapper went in the studio, paid an engineer, put it through publishing, yeah, BCI ASCAP, sent it to the world. And now you're gonna get mad when yeah, you're they, on stage and a dude is singing along. Like, yeah, I think I don't know, like little things like that. The, of course, I don't know the, though. When the, even in my car though, like I, you know, I don't say, I don't say it. Yeah, I just don't. skip the word, especially yeah. now. Yeah, I, when, when I came to, which is, it makes it hard. It makes it hard sometimes because <laughs> I'm such a good rapper, you know, and I can really keep along. But I don't. Um, Think that we have jurisdiction. But no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that like everyone should I'm go so around saying out. it. But I'm. I don't know. Like the. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying it's just a word because a lot of people shouldn't no, use it. Hey. But it no. it does. I had. Um, I don't I, know. I don't know. It's weird. It's a time yeah. for Sam to tell on himself a little bit, uh -oh. and it's not about. It's not about the n word. It's about the that f goes for the b word and everything yeah. too. But go on, Sam. It's not about. Um, it's not about the N word. Um, it's about the F word when I'm talking about um, gay folks. Yeah. Uh, not just gay folks, like straight folks. Like I used to use that word consistently. Um, when I got sober in 2008, I was still using it um, a lot. And, <clears throat> and it was strange because like I had a lot of people in my life that were gay and um and my use of it had was gradually declining just by the nature of the fact that I was around um more like LGBT folks than I was before. But then like it was explained to me that that word um when people are, you know, actively under threat of, you know, like hate crimes and whatnot, that mm -hmm. a lot of times like that's the last word that people heard you know, um, shouted from the mouth of like violent oppressors mm -hmm. that that's the last word they heard. And I think that, um, the N word is the same thing is that, um, I'll never understand what that word really means because I've never been subjected to its use by people that want to hurt me, you know? And so, um, what I do is um, address it like I would never police your use or non-use of it. You know what I mean, Dre? Because you, you being like half black, it wouldn't like. Why would I? Why would I tell you? However, I police it fifty percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> what I would do is like if I if I hear like other white people using it, um, which rarely happens now anymore. 
but it, it, it does happen occasionally. It's like, that's kind of like, that's my opportunity to be like, hey, man, like, um, yeah, you, you shouldn't that say that shit. Yeah, yeah. You call it out. Yeah. Or and if I'm not, and you know what's weird is that there's been times in the past where I haven't called it out, and then I feel like a coward after that, mm-hmm. you know, because I know, you know, I know that that's something that, um, that should be addressed, you know. So. Well, and that was one of the things, and that's why I like um, Big Brother. That's why I think it's really fun, and, like, because it's, it is people watching, but it's also like un- understanding um, s- social norms, like and why, like Jared, you know, um, from Subway, he's on there. Jared, I don't agree with the, that. The black guy. Oh, okay, different. Jared from Subway is in prison. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's what a, for eating sandwiches for being a pedophile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Like Sorry. a huge, huge, like <laughs> Dugger, Dugger Jim, style pedophile. Jim Stewart Allen's joke. About no. so when all the Jared stuff was going on, Jim Stewart Allen went on stage and he was like, "Did you guys hear about Jared from Subway?" And everybody in the crowd's like, "Oh no!" And he goes, "Jim goes, isn't it crazy how he lost all that weight eating sandwiches?" That's awesome. <laughs> he was, yeah, he did. Do you know about Jared from Subway? No. Oh, see, you're you're a little younger. You mean you don't know that he's a. You don't know about him, period. So Subway had this guy named Jared, right? And he supposedly, like, he ate, like, what, like a veggie delight or, like, what was yeah, his sub had, of like, choice? his whole thing was, like, a six-inch sub. And he lost, like, a, he lost, like, a shit ton of weight. And there was, yeah. like, a commercial where he held up his pants and, like. Yeah. And then he did these speaking tours. He was just all over. It was a very successful ad campaign. And then it came out that he was just like a rampant pedophile, like like of the worst variety, like traveling the country and like yeah, had but it people wasn't until grooming like years, people. Years, years later, it was wild. And now he's in prison. Mm-hmm. I thought he might have gotten out, but whatever. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. They're, they'll he'll get out eventually. You know, the only like they still like it's great anyway. What happened mm-hmm. to the podcast? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the Duggars too? No, no, I don't know anything about that. Um, I know that one of them is a creep, right? But but no, it, like it just you know, and f- those social norms and how do you be? How do you mm-hmm. how do you react as a and, and so and then people start we, the society is watching and so they're like, oh well, the black guy did this. Oh well, how did the white person? Oh, there was another brown person in the room. What? Did they, how did they behave? Yeah, you know, yeah. and so it's not just it's you're you're looking at not only the person who said the n word, but you're also looking at everyone. Everybody how else. They, how they like, did it. Yeah, and so did everyone. Were they silent? Did they did they stand up? Because you have an opportunity to be like, hey, whoa, you know, but. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's a fun, I, I love this game. I love it so much, but he, yes, he did get kicked out. We are different people for sure. Um, because I, I wouldn't, I, it doesn't, I don't want to know. I already have enough issues dealing with like social situations, like watching other people do it. Like even right now, like I feel so anxious. That's the way you just described this show. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like. That it's is really fun. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, this has been a tip top episode <laughs> of the Tarp Report. Um, yeah. Jess, I am. Um, I'm grateful. You seem like you're. You're finding joy in some stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I've had uh, my shows have been good this this week. Mm-hmm. I am like. 
the shows that I'm booking, like I'm getting um, this week, I had a guy um, message me because we had Andrew Rivers uh, record his special last weekend mm-hmm. at the bar all weekend. And it was a huge event, which I did not go to because I was, um, I realized yesterday it was because my anxiety. I'm like, when, whenever I go to the bar, my anxiety just fucking shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't go last weekend because I would have been just miserable. Yeah, mess, yeah. Um, but, you know, so I'm finding, I'm realizing that and like, um, but I, uh, I got an email, um, from one of Andrew's friends, oh, awesome. um, earlier this week. And he is from one of my favorite TV shows. Oh. Yeah. And like, um, from crazy ex-girlfriend. And oh, I thought it was the guy on big brother that said the N word <laughs> messaged you. No. It's like, no, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Okay. No. Good. Yeah. <laughs> No, whatever. No, I mean like the 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 quality of people who are um, who are messaging me yeah. and like who I'm booking. Um, but isn't that just going to hold local comics back even more? It really is, isn't mm-hmm. it? Isn't mm-hmm. that the big is. issue here? <laughs> Jess is big time. Yeah, good luck getting a hold of her. Yeah, you should have another email for the comics for just uh, for good local. comics to <laughs> message you. I like. Uh, <laughs> localseattle.com and then that's fantastic though no it's amazing and i'm like wait a minute this dude like who messaged me i literally listened to him like on at work and so um yeah i feel i feel good it's good um i wanted to talk about i just um you know what's funny is because we usually are two episodes ahead but this is going to come out on Monday. Mm-hmm, we so are. we're going to be in Issaquah on Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm going to be in Olympia mm-hmm. on Thursday. As am I. Yeah. And you're on that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Jess are doing two shows together Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then um, Friday I'm in Hood River, Oregon. Nice. And then Saturday I'm up in Blaine, Washington. Well, Birch Bay, which is by Blaine, Bellingham area up there, mm-hmm. up north. So... Up by Vancouver, yeah. BC, like right there. You could spit and hit Vancouver, but you'd have to be able to spit at supersonic speeds. Yeah. That's so- <laughs> gross. Yeah, gross. If you could spit like a jet engine. Yeah. Yeah, you might be able to make it. Um, so, yeah, we got that going on. And I just got back from, it's a nine-day, mm-hmm. a nine-day comedy tour with my boys. Yeah. And, um, and your mom. And my mom for the last half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a different person now and I also. don't know if I'll ever be the same. Cause I feel like I just aged about, I feel like I aged about two years and I feel like the kids did too, but overall it was amazing. Like yeah. it went really, really well. It's just really hard in the morning when I'm on tour mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, I pack up the CPAP. I usually have stuff ready to go. I have my clothes laid out for the next day. Sometimes I'll take a shower in the morning. Sometimes I take one before I go to bed. Depends. And I get a cup of coffee. I'll usually just drive for three hours nonstop immediately when I get and just get down the road. Um, But with kids, it's not like that. It's not like that. Mm -mm. It's not like that. There's tablets and chargers and... um, Dirty clothes and swimsuits uh-huh. and stuff because we were in the pool, you know. But um, overall, it was fantastic. And honestly, 
I think I did eight shows mm-hmm. and there was only one bad one. That's good. Um, but I'm not, I wanted the one bad one. This was one of the worst shows in nine years. This is one of the worst shows I've ever done. In nine years or in nine, nine, in nine years or nine days? No, no, no. In nine years of doing comedy. Okay. I don't know where it ranks. Uh-huh. But just terrible what happened? shows. So much weird stuff happened. First off, it was in Reno, right? And and it was in a part of Reno that um they it's not this isn't this like the main drag. This isn't like this wasn't at a casino. Um it was it was terrible. There was it would have been better. Yeah, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it would have been easier for me if there was less people there Um, because there was probably 13 people there and four of them came out specifically to see me because they saw the Bob and Tom stuff and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I felt so bad for them because there was seven, I think six or seven comics before me. Everybody, no, it was like, I'm I'm exaggerating. It was like five or six and they were each doing 15 minutes. Yeah. And, or maybe there was a couple that did a shorter setup top. Either way. Yeah. Um, it was That's a lot. terrible. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The one comic right before me, he got a couple laughs. Mm-hmm. But one of the comics, and this blew my mind, is like he did his set, goes over to the bar and starts talking during the other <laughs> comic sets. <laughs> Like and talking to talking to girls like so I could like hear him, right. you know. And it wasn't like he wasn't initiating conversation, but he wasn't trying to shut it down. It yeah. Yeah. And then I went up there and I did. I managed to get everybody's attention. I was like, oh my God. Like and I did like I did pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like I did pretty well, like all things considered. But the minute I started doing well and I got everybody's attention. I immediately had this like huge resentment against everybody there except for the four people that were like there to see comedy. Mm -hmm. I mean like I was cool with them. But then like these girls at the bar that just wouldn't stop talking. And then like I finally get them paying attention. One of them tried to like heckle me, but I literally just shouted her down like screaming like because I went up there and I was like, man, like. I just told you basically what I said. Like, it feels so good to know how to do comedy so well as to get all of you to listen to me. Like, I know how to do comedy, but I'm looking around here, and my question is why? Why do I do comedy here? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Like, I was, like, yelling. (laughs) Oh, you were saying this wasn't internal. This was was out. Oh. (laughs) This was me yelling to this crowd, why am I doing this? But it was getting laughs. So I'm like, I guess I'm winning. Yeah. So um, it was definitely. Yeah, yeah. And and then it was funny because I eventually, like, it took me, I did 30 minutes. It took me. Maybe somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes to get everybody's attention. I have everybody's attention. Um, I do my, like, merch push, which seemed ridiculous. I did sell three shirts, so whatever. Um, And then I get ready, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do my closer, right? And, like, um, I'm doing – I do a closer, and usually, like, I've never had that joke not hit. 
I've never had it not hit. I was doing the big people sex thing mm. where I fall in I'm like, I'm like, is that a triangle? Mm. And like nothing. nothing. And I've never had that joke not work. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Trey? Yeah. yeah, I've never had that joke. Like nobody laughed. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, so I was like, I gotta do another closer, right? So I do this other closer, it gets a good laugh. But then what happened is I reached for the mic stand where I usually put the mic stand. I'm like, oh hey, I'm on the right side of the stage. Reach for the mic stand, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's no mic stand oh, no. at this show." So I'm like, Just "Looks like I got to do another that. closer." So I did another closer, oh. and it did like okay, and um, I was out. And then um, the night after that, I went from Reno to Boise for the last show of the tour, and I almost sold that place out on a Tuesday because there's a lot of people that like me in Boise. Yeah. And there's nobody that likes me in Reno except for those four folks. Right. And by the way, those four people, if you're listening, thank you. And Steve, I can't wait for Melissa. you to see me again. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Melissa, Dave, and Carl. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for it's coming out <laughs> and saving my ass. Um, but yeah, um, all the Ty Boyce's stuff went well. Good. Um, Great. The yard. Mm. was more oh man that set was amazing i played peekaboo with a baby Cute. and i made everybody else play peekaboo with a baby um there was a baby there which was kind of weird but also right. really funny that's what that's um, my thought there was a very old vietnam vet that wandered on stage with his walker to give me five dollars it'd then be went, weird if it was a young vietnam vet <laughs> yeah 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 it would be weird if it was a young <laughs> vietnam vet uh and then he did it again Oh, he's just wandering about. Yeah, he came back on stage, but he was like, he really was he trying to find the bathroom. No, he wanted to give me five dollars because I was very funny. Did you tell Um, him that five dollars isn't what it used to be? (laughs) Yeah, there was a drunk guy who asked me the dumbest question, but he raised his hand, which I'm always a fan of when hecklers raise their hands. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I shouldn't have called on him Mm because I probably would have just sat there with his hand up the whole show. But I was doing the the jokes about like I'm like you know being a dad it's like the hardest thing I've ever done and I'm going into this bit you know mm-hmm. and he raises his hand he's like is it hard being a dad when hard stuff happens <laughs> I was like yeah dude it is <laughs> no absolutely not that's actually the easiest part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, and I was like, I'd actually say the hardest part of anything is the hard, hard Hard parts, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we could all agree on that, you know? Yeah. So he raised his hand. Yeah. Yeah. You had, you didn't need to call on him. No, I have to Mm. because he's being polite. Right. And also, that show, there was like this energy there because there's a lot of those people that have seen me a lot of times. Mm hmm. So I'm forced to do newer stuff. And that's why I'm excited about my Olympia show on yeah. Thursday is because I have um, a lot of jokes that are stuff that I did six or seven years ago that I'm reworking now. Yeah. And like finding new things and realizing nice. that these jokes that I wrote, because um, I'm still like, I haven't been writing a lot. I need to go to more mics, mm. but I don't want to. So that's my problem. Yeah. I thought about going up to the club last night. We had fun last night. Yeah. Um, I almost want to go up there tonight, but I'm going to the races. Um, it's going to be rad. We don't have a mic tonight. We didn't have a mic last night either, though. 
Um, we had a double show with Brian Brian Boucher. Yeah, how um, did that go? It was great. Uh, he he flew in from New York. Um, cool. He messaged me. It just sucks because like it's so hard with Seattle. It's so hard with like just the what we have found in the nature of like the ticket sales is that there's nothing, nothing, nothing. Two hours before the show, fifty tickets. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> it's very stressful and it's hard to plan. So like I have Brian who's flying in from New York. He's like, hey, like you know, I just want to make sure that like the show. He's like, I don't want to buy this ticket if like the show is gonna get canceled or anything like that. And I'm like, you know, which we haven't canceled a show before, but you know, I'm like, okay, well, uh, as of right now, uh, we are setting at zero tickets sold. Um, but God, you know, it gives me. Ang- it, well, exactly. And so it's oh. like by, you know, by Friday morning, you know, it's still, you know, but it ended up we had, we had 50, 50 something for the first show and I think like almost 30 for the second one. So yeah. it's like, it works out, but yeah, it's, work. um, it's just very stressful, but no, it was really, uh, it was really fun last night. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah, that the booking conversations mm-hmm. and the low ticket sale conversation. Mm-hmm. Wow, not. Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, it's it's well, it, it, but I will say it makes it very hard to podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When um, uh, okay, yeah. sorry. Um, whenever I'm like, oh, right. When you don't want to talk about scaring this me, stuff, Jess. But like I, I'm like. <laughs> Okay, like you don't want to talk about Big Brother, you don't want to talk about booking, you don't want to talk about I, like we it's did like, talk okay. about Big Brother. I know, but then you said you're like I don't care about this. Oh, and it's like got it. <laughs> well, got it. I could learn to care. I know, but that's not what you said. You said I don't care about this. this well, is I care not, more this about is it now not interesting than I used to. to. Me, I, think. I care about it more now than I used yeah. to. But so, but um. But this, it wasn't low ticket sales. Like it. Yeah, it's they just, did. It's well. just that it, you know, it, the point was that it turned around. I'm glad it has a happy ending. Yeah. I hope Big Brother has a happy ending. I hope they all find their brothers, because that's what they're looking for. That's actually what Big Brother is about. Is it's like it's like ten little brothers, mm-hmm. and they're all trying to find their big brothers. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of dudes hanging out, and it's like, who's your mom and dad? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's about? There actually is a mother and daughter, or a mother and son on the on the show that nobody knows about. Oh, really? They didn't tell anybody their mother and son. Do they have to pretend to meet each other and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's fantastic. See, that's a little interesting. Oh, it's insanely interesting. Yeah, it's insanely interesting to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been on for twenty five seasons. So, do you know LeBron James might play with his son eventually? That would be incredible. Do you think I that's interesting? That I yeah, like I. I don't think that it, I wouldn't, if you brought it up to me, I wouldn't be like, no, I don't, I, this doesn't interest me at all. Oh, I didn't mean to sound like that. I just, yeah. I just, I've never watched it. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. That's okay. Yeah. That's why I was telling you about it. Right. Yeah. Trey, do you think Big Brother's interesting? I don't, I think ne- you're missing ne- the point. Never heard of it. You're missing the point. Dang, you've never even, I've heard of it. No, but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> I actually think it makes the podcast better. But I think you're missing that when I'm, I just feel like you're just, um, the stuff that I'm talking about, you just don't want to, you know, talk about. I was listening to you. Yeah. And then we started talking about the N word and it's used. 
But that's what's going to happen because that's what happened on Big Brother. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and actually, you, you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Which none of us. None <laughs> this of, little bug. <laughs> n- none of us condone that. Using the answer. Just to yeah. finalize that. None of us. No, of course. Yeah. None um, of us condone it. No. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great. Good, good, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so we're gonna be recording two episodes next week, mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday, and mm-hmm. we'll be back. We'll have some in the bank again, hopefully, yeah. one in the bank at least. Mm-hmm. And then this is gonna come out on Monday. And yeah, you can see us doing comedy. It's weird when we're a week ahead. I'd almost just want to keep it like this because we could talk about our shows the next week. Yeah, but it's scary because then if you only. If something happens. Right, and if you have to leave. We're screwed. And then, yeah, I'm going to have to leave. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, we'll talk more on Tuesday. Okie dokie. Have a good day.